every single choice that you make, it's either life or death. Living Waters. Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the word. And as you know, I am in Iceland right now. I'm here for the entire month. And the last sermon that I delivered via video was entitled Hell No. And this sermon basically came from the water here in Iceland, because I recognized that when I turned on the hot water, it was really, really hot. And there was this super strong smell of sulfur just billowing out whenever I ran the hot water. And when I researched it, I discovered that the hot water in Iceland comes straight out of the ground. It doesn't go through a water heater, no gas, no electricity. It's straight out of the ground. That's why it had that strong sulfur smell. And they heat their homes. They heat all of the businesses. Everything here is done for in terms of heat with what's called geothermal energy, which is energy straight from the center of the earth. And when I saw this heavy sulfur, saw that heat, it made me think about how hot it is in hell. And you definitely don't want to go there. So the last sermon was hell no. And today's sermon is entitled Living Waters. It's still dealing with the water in Iceland, but it's about living waters. And as I was at the faucet here and you turn on the hot or you turn on the cold, the thought occurred to me, This is just like life and the choice. You've got two faucets that you can choose from. You can choose from life or you can choose from death. God says, choose ye this day, life or death, life or death, life or death. And I saw this thing as I was looking at this faucet and seeing the water running and and understanding one had this hot sulfur smell representing hell And yet the cold water in Iceland, they tell you, look, don't buy any bottled water because you don't need it. The rain here and the water comes from glacial melt and runoff. And this is water that has been encapsulated in a glacier that's hundreds of years old. So the water is ultra pure because it was before all of the air pollution and all of this stuff. So as the glacier melts and it creates this runoff of water, The water is super pure. That's why you can go in a grocery store and you can get in the square bottle, the water that says Icelandic water, and it's some of the purest water on earth. So you've got this hot, sulfurous water on one end, and on the other end, you have this ultra pure water, one representing hell and one representing living waters. And I want to talk to you today about living waters, and I want to primarily talk about the choices that you make in life. See, everything dealing with spirit really operates on multiple levels. You have heaven and hell, which is the ultimate choice. It's the ultimate level. It represents eternity, but there are usually multiple levels of life. And that choosing life or death, it's on every single level of life. The lowest level, just dealing with the carnal. The lowest level is probably just dealing with money. Do you know money? Every choice you make chooses between life or death of your money. Every single choice that you make. I talk with my sons about the difference between buying an asset, which is life. It gives life to your money because it grows. It flourishes. An asset increases in value or a liability. A liability is death to your money because it goes down in value. It fritters away your money. 
And even with every purchase, with every penny, every dollar, every hundred dollars, every thousand dollars, with every single choice that you make, it's either life or death. The same is true with your body. Every choice that you make is life or death. It'll either improve the health of your body or it takes you toward illness and an early death. Every choice. If you choose to sit there and watch television while eating candy and popcorn which is heavily salted and got a Coke in your hand, that or Coke on the table, whichever one, that's going to take you to death. But if you choose some vibrant vegetables and fruits and then choose to get out and exercise in the fresh air, that takes you to life. Every choice you make is life or death. In your relationship, every choice you make is life or death. Do you choose to focus and give real quality attention to your spouse? Or do you choose to just take them for granted and neglect them? Every choice is life or death. And death does not happen by accident, nor does life. Every choice is life or death. Choose ye this day. Life or death. When Jesus met the woman at the well and she told him, I have no husband. And he said, woman, you've had five husbands and the one you have now is not yours. And she knew by Jesus revealing this truth to her that this was no ordinary man. And she went to her, come see a man. Come see a man. I found life. And Jesus said, look, the water that you're coming to drink today here at this well, if you drink this water, you will thirst again. But if you drink of me, if you drink of living waters, you will never thirst again. And so many of us, we are thirsty. We are dehydrated. We are lacking living waters. And again, this is on multiple levels. So many of us, we just don't drink enough natural water just in the natural. And we are dehydrated because we just don't drink the minimum amount of water every day. We drink everything but water. We want to drink sodas and we want to drink coffee and we want to drink fruit juice. We want to drink all of this stuff, but we won't drink living water. And as a result, it destroys the body. Choose ye this day whether ye shall choose life or death. And as I look at that faucet, I think about that every time I get to a faucet. Life or death. Every decision that I make now. Life or death. Every thought that I have. Life or death. Every person who I associate with. Life or death. We go through these all the time. Choose you living waters on this day. From this point forward, choose living waters. I was talking with my good baby a few days ago. And somehow we got on the subject of Prince Harry and his wife and how they had come to America. They'd left the royal family. And she was telling me how Tyler Perry had put them up in one of his homes because they'd been cut off financially from the royal family and they they needed some help. So he put them up in one of his homes. And my good baby was telling me how Prince Harry had just released this book, this tell-all book. And she said she just didn't like that kind of stuff. She wasn't going to read it. And as my good baby was telling me about that, I hear God speak to me loud and clear, read it. It's not the kind of book I would have ever read, but I hear God speak, read it. So I bought the book and I'm listening to the audio book because I listen to books more so than read now. Because if I listen, I can multitask. I can drive and listen. I can work out and listen. I can run and listen. So I can do several things as long as I don't have to have just full, you know, focus on what I'm doing. I can listen to an audio book while I'm doing something else that does not require my full attention. 
So for the last few days, I have been listening to Spare. Spare is the name of Prince Harry's book. And it's called Spare because Prince Charles and Princess Diana, you all know Princess Diana, that was his mother. This is the princess who got killed in France in the car. And it was worldwide news for the longest. And I think Prince Harry at the time was 10 or 12 years old when this happened. So he talks a lot about his mother in that. But as I began to listen, and normally I will listen to my audiobooks at one and a half times speed. And it's a good example of how your mind gets used to whatever you become exposed to. I was walking with my youngest son, George, one day, and we were talking about a book. And George said, yeah, it's going to take me so many hours to listen to that book. I said, no, no, George, the book is this long. That's half as long. He said, no, I listen to my books at two times speed. I'd never thought about that. I'd never thought about increasing my speed. That's why who you are associated with will bring you life or death. Just who you hang with, it will bring you life or death. It'll take you closer to one or the other just by who you hang with. Some of you need to change who you're hanging with because who you're hanging with takes you to death in one or multiple of those areas of life. And you need to just change who you've been hanging with. So because of my walk with George that day, I started speeding up my books. And right now I listen to books at one and a half times speed. I haven't gotten to two times yet, but I listened at one and a half. And what I found was once I start listening to books at one and a half times speed, I can't listen at 1.0 because 1.0 now sounds super slow. It sounds like they are talking in slow motion. It does. When I get used to listening fast, I listen at normal speed and in slow motion. But as I began to listen to Spare, and Spare is actually read by Prince Harry himself. It's not a narrator. He reads it. And as I began listening at one and a half times speed, and I discovered I can't understand this at one and a half times speed because he has an English accent. And the English accent or the English brogue, when it is sped up, I just had a hard time understanding it. So I had to slow that back down to 1.0. And I didn't understand exactly why God wanted me to listen to Prince Harry's book. And this morning when I got up on my prayer, I hear God speak. I want you to listen to this book while you are in prayer. That was kind of odd because normally that just doesn't happen. But I was listening to the book in prayer and God began to then speak to me about why he wanted me to listen to Prince Harry's book. He says, I want you to understand what the kings go through. Now, Prince Harry is not a king, but he is royalty. So he goes through some very similar things that all of the kings go through. Because sometimes, you know, we just can't relate to folk on these levels that are so far above ours. Because we think they got everything. He's a prince. He lives in a castle. He's got servants and bodyguards and all this stuff around him. He's got adoration of the people. He's got all of this stuff, unlimited amount of money. They got all this stuff. How can he have any possible problems? That's why God wanted me to listen to Spare. And as I listened to Spare and as I listened to Prince Harry's life, first of all, he had an issue with his brother because his brother was in line to become the king of England. And because of this, it created somewhat of a sibling rivalry and it created some issues that everybody looked at him as second place and just as the spare and all of the attention was placed on the heir, not the spare. And this creates issues. When you're looked at as number two, it just creates issues. It just does. This is human. It's normal. It's natural. I don't care how high or low you are. This creates issues. And then 
It created issues with all of his relationships because the paps, as he calls them, which are the paparazzi, are basically the news. Everywhere he goes, there are news people following him with cameras and trying to stick a microphone in his face, trying to catch him with all of this stuff. And, and he's all over the news all of the time. And you say, I can handle that kind of fame. You just don't know until you've been exposed to it, until you have to deal with this stuff day in and day out. And nothing is private in your world. And you walk into a supermarket, if you can walk into a supermarket, and there at the stand, all of the tabloids, and you on the front page. And not only are you on the front page, 80% of the stuff you're on the front page about, not even true. Can you imagine? You get upset if you just have a co-worker say something not true about you. We had an instance in our company not too long ago because one co-worker said something about another co-worker and it got back to him. They were just all upset because they said it wasn't true. Imagine if you were all over newsstands on the front page and it wasn't even true. So you have to kind of be able to psychologically and mentally put yourself in the shoes of someone else's situation before you can judge them. And a couple of sermons ago, I preached a sermon called If You Had One Wish. And it was about Solomon, a king. And God came to Solomon and granted him one wish. And I asked you, if you had one wish from God, what would you wish for? And most of you really didn't have an answer to that especially when it gets past money, but money doesn't solve a whole lot of issues. It only solves money problems. And sometimes that brings a whole bunch of other problems with it. Because Prince Harry had plenty of money. That wasn't a problem. The royal family is rich beyond comprehension. But yet he was going through all of this turmoil. He had issues with his brother. He had issues because he had lost his mother. He had issues with attention from his father. He had issues with his romantic relationships. He had issues with the press. He had issues with all of this stuff. And as a result, it caused him to get into drinking a whole lot of alcohol. Then he was smoking a whole lot of weed. And then later he got into some psychedelics. And it explains all of this kind of stuff in it. He said, well, sometimes they just had a whole grocery bag full of weed. And you would never think that if I were royalty, why would I need to depend on weeds? Why? It's not until you can put yourself in the shoes of someone else and the pressures that they have to deal with. And God says, I want you to understand. The pressures of a king. Because most of the kings, to be honest, the Bible says they did evil in the sight of the Lord. There were 42 kings. And out of them 42 kings, roughly two-thirds of them did evil in the sight of the Lord. And they could never stay right longer than two generations. They did evil in the sight of the Lord. And as I dealt with Solomon in the one wish, and James in his next sermon also dealt with Solomon and how Solomon got off track with all of these women. And how did he get off track? And he was the wisest man in the world. And sometimes we can't understand how this can happen. That's why God wanted me to read the book, to understand how a king can get off track and how all of this stuff of the world and all of the pressures of the world. But there was one thing as I listened this morning in chapter 83, there was something that Prince Harry said that really struck me. And I understand why God wanted me to listen this morning. Prince Harry says this. He said, I don't pray. Because nature is my God. I don't pray because nature is my God. And when I heard Prince Harry in his own voice say that, I understood why he was dry. He had no living water. Nature is phenomenal. I'm here in Iceland and this is some of the most majestic country you will ever see. 
Driving along the coastline, you've got black sand that has big chunks of clear ice on it. A phenomenon I'd never seen, never even heard of before. Never knew there was a such thing as black sand. Sand just jet black, fine as pepper. And it's awesome. Then that's the ocean on the other side of all of these ridges of mountains with all of these snow-capped, beautiful mountains. Nature is just awesome. It's beautiful to see how God has formed and shaped and created. I spent a week going down the Colorado River in a raft in the Grand Canyon. And the Grand Canyon is still perhaps the most majestic nature I've ever seen in my life. It's just phenomenal. I can't even describe what it's like to be on a river in a raft and you're looking up at all of these mountains that are on the side. And it's all of these colors and it's just, it is so breathtaking. It is so phenomenal. It's like the ultimate natural, the ultimate of nature. It's just grandiose. It's just breathtaking. But I spent seven days going down the Colorado River. For the first day, looking at all of that majesty was just breathtaking. And then I got to the second day. It was still breathtaking, but I'd seen it yesterday. Then I got to the third day. It was still breathtaking, but I'd seen it yesterday and the day before yesterday. Then I got to the fourth day. It was still awesome, but not quite as breathtaking because I had seen it yesterday and the day before yesterday, and the day before the day before yesterday. By the time I got to the sixth day, even though it was still the same picturesque, the same mountains, the same colors, I just wasn't impressed because I had already seen it five days prior. Natural stuff and carnal stuff wears out over time. And even though it may give you a boost, It's like drugs. It'll give you a boost. But after time, the boost, you have to take more and more and more and more and more and more and more. And it gets to the point where even more and more and more and more. It just doesn't do it anymore. It's because Prince Harry was worshiping the creation and not the creator. He was worshiping nature and not who created nature. Not who created earth from the beginning because nature will wear thin. Nature will wear out. No matter how grandiose, no matter how awesome, no matter how fabulous it is after a time, nature just wears out. But if you partake of living water, that's why Jesus told the lady, if you partake of me and the living water that I offer, you will never thirst again. But if it's nature, if it is natural, you will thirst again. And that gets to a point where even that stuff, when enough stuff is going on in your work, doesn't cut it. It's why you can drink. And the first time you drink, maybe it will wash away your problems because you can't remember your problem. But after about the 10th time, then do it. The weed will, the weed will do something for you. It'll do something for you that first time or two or the first 10 times maybe. But after a while, then do it. You just have to do that just to try to get back to some semblance of normalcy. That's why even the snorting of the cocaine. Yeah, that'll take away your problems for a minute. But it's not living water and it does not last. You will thirst again. And after you have done it 10 or 12 times, it does not solve the thirst. You've got to have living water. This is why God wanted me to read about Prince Harry. Because the kings did not have living water. They had all this stuff. Solomon had 700 wives and 300 concubines. He had a thousand women. He had a thousand chariots or a thousand cars. He had palaces everywhere. He had all of this stuff. And he got to the end and said, it's all vanity because it was not 
living waters. You got to have living waters in this life. You got to have Christ. And he says, look, when you partake of me, living waters will flow from your belly. Not only are you filled with living waters, the living waters start to flow from you. And you become a conduit of the love of Christ, the power of God. And it changes you, everyone around you, because now living waters are coming from you. And I even read in the book where Prince Harry, he went to war. He became a soldier and he became a highly trained and decorated soldier. He was an Apache helicopter pilot. He killed 25 men, but he said that doesn't bother him because he did it all by orders and all by righteousness in war. So he said he didn't do any death unjustifiably. And I understand that because God sent a lot of folk into war. So God told folk sometimes kill everybody. So sometimes if you're doing it for a righteous reason, it makes a difference. Now, that gets real controversial, but basically that wasn't his problem. His problem was he could not cope with just the royal or everyday things of life because he had no living water. He had none of that going in and coming out. And he was dry. And so many of us, because we have chosen to drink from the wrong faucet, we're dry. Or we simply have not gone back and we don't drink often enough. You got to have your communion with God first. Fill up before your day begins. Fill up with the Holy Ghost. Fill up with Christ. Fill up so you don't become dry and dehydrated during the day when all of the stuff in life starts hitting you left and right. That's another thing about it. See, when the body is well hydrated, you don't hurt yourself because the body is flexible. If you get dried out, you pull muscles, you pop stuff, you go to creaking and cracking because you dry it out. Anything that dries out, It's easy to damage because it is dry. The same thing is true with spiritual things. It's easy to damage when it's dry. And the only thing that can satisfy our true spiritual thirst and hunger is the living water of Christ. Living waters. And as I even read the book, uh, God has told me at, at the age of 70 that I'm going to the North Pole. Prince Harry went to the North Pole. It was with a set of wounded veterans who asked him to travel. They started about 200 miles before the North Pole. They were on dog sleds, but Prince Harry had to get back to an important event. So a storm came up, delayed him a few days. So a helicopter had to come pick him up and take him back. But when the helicopter picked him up, he said, look, we're not too far away. We're going to just fly you on over to the North Pole, which they did. But the thing about it and the thing that struck me is this. Prince Harry, because it's so cold there, and sometimes it can get really cold. Here in Iceland, we're talking 12, 15 degrees. But at the North Pole, it can drop to zero, 10 below, 20 below, 30 below, 40 below, 50 below, 60 below, sometimes up to 70 degrees below zero. When you're talking about anything that's 30 degrees below zero or colder, flesh, when exposed to the open air, freezes within a few seconds. So Prince Harry had gotten some minor frostbite on his fingertips. He had gotten minor frostbite on his toes. But the thing that really shook me was where else he got frostbite. He got frostbite on his private. And when I read that, I said, oh my goodness. He got frostbite on his private. And when I told my good baby about that, my good baby said, I can't handle that. If you go into the North Pole, you got to make real sure you covered up because I can't handle that. I said, sweetheart, I'm going to make sure I got on three or four pair of good, heavy, thick wool underwear because that, well, I just never thought about that. So sometimes you never know why God would have you to do something. I may have needed to read that because Prince Harry had to worry about that thing. He had to go to doctors. Some doctors said, at least we ain't got to cut it off. Prince Harry said, whoo, but he had to deal with that thing for months. 
to get rid of that false bite on his private. I just never even thought about that. I said, woo woo. So I gotta make sure when I go to the North Pole, pastor gonna be well protected and with every part of his body. Trust me on that. You never know why God will have you to do something. But here I'm reading about Prince Harry going through all of this stuff in life. And I see what happens when you worship the creation and not the creator. When you don't have living order, choose death or choose life this day. God has given us all the choice and we make those choices every single day. With every word that we speak, with every action that we take, we either choose life or we choose death. Choose wisely. From this point forward, every decision, every word, every association, think, is this life or is this death? I thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the word. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was the message titled Living Waters by Nathaniel Bronner. This message is number 5979, that's 5979, to listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 5979 to a friend. Go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to iwanttogive.com. That's iwanttogive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because, brother, you need the word. Brothers of the Word.